Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In a world of increasingly dumb news. I love curries. All of us eat raw onion occasionally. Albo likes a beer after work. We've got Barnett Volcano Raptions. Viva Moth Parks! Only one podcast promises to fight the stupidity. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 50 of News Fighters, Australia's favourite news comedy podcast, depending on how you define the word favourite. If you're joining us for the very first time, I'm Dylan Bain. I'm the creator and reluctant full-time host of this podcast. I started News Fighters two years ago to feed my ferocious wacky clips addiction after working on Tonightly with Tom Ballard and with The Chaser for over 10 years. And now, here we are. What started out as a small-time hobby in my spare room is now up to 50 episodes of me ranting at out-of-context news clips for my own gratification. So if you've never listened before, or if you've, God pity you, listened to every single episode, I thought I'd create a best-of showcasing some highlights from our first 50 episodes. It stretches all the way back to our early days when Bill Shorten was going to win the 2019 election, with stop-offs at Scott Morrison's state visit to Washington the dreadful black summer bushfires, the UK general election, and of course, we couldn't overlook the COVID-19 pandemic and the Black Lives Matter protests. Wow, what a big couple of years. If only there'd been a nightly comedy TV show to cover all this stuff. Okay, that's enough from me. Here is, quote-unquote, the best of the first 50 episodes of News Fighters. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, Australia. Welcome to News Fighters for today. It's Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. I'm your host, Dylan Bjorn. Now let's get straight to the big TV event last night, the head-to-head battle that over a million Australians tuned in to watch. 
Television's biggest new competition. Welcome to Lego Masters. Lego Masters. No, 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 not that one. I was talking about... Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten go head-to-head in the first election debate. Yes, the first leaders' debate of the 2019 Australian federal election rated 588,000 last night. Roughly half of what Lego Masters rated. To be fair, last night Lego Masters basically summed up what Australian political parties do anyway. You are building things to destroy them in amazing ways. To the debate itself, it was produced by Channel 7 in Perth, and from the very beginning it was obvious that it was trying to brand itself as an epic action movie showdown. Yes, the music was reminiscent of the movie Inception, which was an apt metaphor for the entire election campaign. Because like Inception, it goes for far too long, everyone wishes it was over, and it's left everyone questioning whether or not we're living in a horrible dream. The -the over-the-top sound design didn't stop there. The entire debate was punctuated by random, out-of-sync sound effects that sounded like a bad noughties TV game show. As you're watching the leaders debate, every question asked tonight. Well, thank you, Basil, and thank you to all of those who have joined us tonight. You know, 12 years ago, that was 7,000 households. When John Howard introduced a... Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Well, I'll tell you, I haven't heard that many random out-of-place sound effects in an election speech since Bob Hawke in 1987. By 1990, no Australian child will be living in poverty. Anyways, in the post-debate wash-up, moderator Mark Riley had this to say about Bill Shorten's performance. Bill Shorten handled it with uh, kind of a deafness. Yes, a deafness. And here's some of Shorten's trademark deafness with language. People aren't putting solar rooftop on their, ha- on their roofs. So have all the other pensioners. So does everyone else who works tax. For hip surgery and, arth- arth- and uh, cataracts. If I stop giving someone who's wealthy some money... We're stopping giving them some money. Also, being a televised debate, Bill Shorten tried to give concise, short answers and failed. Here's an example, just to show you what I think this government... Oh, I'm answering your question. What happens currently in Australia, and I've got to take 30 seconds because... But I'll tell you what, it's a big issue, and let's be really clear, and I'll be another 10, 30 seconds on it. What happens is... <laughs> yeah, begging for extra time there. Well, thank God Bill Shorten was never a contestant on Sale of the Century's Fast Money. The time is on the clock, 60 seconds. Time starts now. Which animal features on the National Coat of Arms of Denmark? Well, no, no, but I'll tell you what, it's a big issue, and let's be really clear, and I'll be another 10, 30 seconds on it. Welcome to News Fighters. I'm your special Pilot Week guest host, Mark Humphreys. Not bad. Let's get to the big story of the day. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has arrived in Washington with his first US visit as PM getting off to a cracking start. The Prime Minister and his wife were welcomed to the White House this morning with a 19-gun salute. Or as it's known in America, a school day. Much has been made of the relationship between Prime Minister Morrison and President Trump with the ABC reporting. The pair have developed a, a kind of a bromance. Like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but if they were about to declare war on Iran. Over at Sky News, presenter Paul Murray was on the ground offering his unique perspective. Can you believe we're doing telly from the White House? They've let a bogan in. I'm still unsure whether Paul Murray is referring to himself or the Prime Minister here. Prime Minister Morrison's visit is being hailed as something of a coup, as invitations to meet the President are usually only offered to such dignitaries as the Taliban. And the President certainly didn't hold back when it came to praising Mr Morrison. In 2006, George W. Bush described John Howard as a man of steel. 
In 2019, Trump has gone one better. I would say a man of titanium. Titanium, like steel, but more lightweight and deforms faster. And while the two leaders no doubt spent much of the meeting bonding over their shared love of McDonald's, ABC News reported there was apparently more to the discussion. We've been waiting for some time. The President and the Australian Prime Minister have been in the Oval Office in the past hour chatting with each other about their uh, their mutual interests. Like baseball caps, climate change denial and locking up children. And speaking more on their shared interests, Prime Minister Morrison said... We love jobs, the President and I. We love jobs. And we like them jobs here and we like jobs everywhere. Yes, here a job, there a job, everywhere a job, job. You know, they say that if you say the word jobs three times in a row, ScoMo will appear and punch you in the face with a piece of coal. As for the state dinner, given the PM's track record of behaviour in food establishments, the White House opted for a setting that could be thoroughly hosed down at the end of the night. It'll be held outside, al fresco, in the Rose Garden. Though it's understood that when President Trump learned that the dinner was al fresco, he called for Mr Fresco to be deported. Celebrity chef Curtis Stone was also at the dinner, so with both Curtis Stone and Scott Morrison in attendance, it's understood to be the first official meeting between the face of Coles and the face of coal. And while the Prime Minister no doubt had his fingers crossed for a traditional Trump feast of cold hamburgers, he had to settle for this menu. Ravioli and Dover sole to start, and for dessert, a classic American Lady Apple Tart. The President personally signed off on the dessert selection, Lady Apple Tart, but was furious when waiters served him actual apple tart. And while the dinner was attended by the likes of Greg Norman and Gina Reinhart, Channel 9's Chris Yulman observed an unexpected visitor to the White House. One man over here protesting Donald Trump with a, in a Grim Reaper's outfit. Though this Grim Reaper sighting was later explained by organisers of the state dinner. The guest list includes Rupert Murdoch. And speaking of Murdoch, his Sky News channel snagged an exclusive interview with President Trump. Move over Frost Nixon, get ready for Murray Trump. A Sky News exclusive. President, how are you? Paul Murray, lovely to meet you, sir. Yes, Paul Murray there asking all the tough questions like, how are you and lovely to meet you. There's really only been one big story making news in Australia lately. Good evening. There is an extraordinary bushfire crisis. Very dangerous bushfire crisis. The bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Bushfire crisis. Rob Thomas is in Australia and on sunrise this morning. Yes, thanks for that, Koshi. So what was Rob Thomas's take on the appalling bushfire weather conditions? Uh, smooth jokes aside, uh, not to be outdone, Nine's Today Extra was following the other huge news event. Also making news, the conspiracy theory that climate change activist Greta Thunberg is a time traveller. Yes, and we have exclusive audio of Greta Thunberg's reaction to the quality of journalism on show at Nine lately. How dare you! Yes, the nationwide rural bushfires have even impacted the inner cities, with Sydney covered in a thick hazardous smoke haze for several days. In some Sydney suburbs, the air quality was almost 10 times worse than Beijing this morning. Paramedics treating more than 80 people for respiratory problems. Sydney's nickname, Big Smoke, never more appropriate. And let's just say these visiting tourists sure weren't impressed. This is my first time to Sydney and so I hope you're not like this all the time. My nose is irritated and my throat's irritated. The weather in China always smoking like this. Cool, well at least Australia is starting to resemble a world economic superpower in one way. Now the Smoke may have pissed off the tourists, but that didn't stop us fitness fanatic Sydney-siders from trying to exercise 
in air that resembled that of a 1990s nightclub on free cigarette night. My eyes are really itching. I've noticed that. How can you run? How can you run in this weather? Well, it's not very good. Meanwhile, the Greens' second least favourite Israel, Israel Folau, knew the cause of the bushfires for sure. Gay marriage. Former Wallaby Israel Folau has delivered another shocking, explosive sermon claiming Australia's drought and deadly bushfires are God's revenge for same-sex marriage and abortion. These bushfires, these droughts, all these things have come in a short period of time. You think it's a coincidence or not? Hang on, what was he again? Former Wallaby Israel Folau. Former Wallaby? I didn't think Christians believed in evolution. So for newish British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, this election is about getting one thing done. Uh, what was it again? We're going to get Brexit done. 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 Yes, that's funny. I seem to remember his slogan being slightly longer a few months ago. Let's get Brexit done by October the 31st. To get Brexit done by October the 31st. Let's get Brexit done on October the 31st. Well, that's what happens when you don't get Brexit done. Meanwhile, Labour opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn, who is 10 points behind and actually wanted this election for some reason right now, keeps bringing his election pitch back to one issue, the National Health Service. Our NHS is not for sale. And if that strategy sounds familiar to us Aussies, it's because it almost won Bill Shorten the 2016 election. Labor will never support the privatisation of Medicare, full stop. Yes, and that's how Bill Shorten became our Prime Minister. Jeremy Corbyn also has an ambitious and radical renationalisation agenda that he promises is going to piss off a lot of people. I accept the opposition of the billionaires because we will make those at the top pay their fair share. I accept the hostility of the bad bosses paying poverty pay, because we will give Britain a pay rise. I accept the implacable opposition of the dodgy landlords, because we will build a million homes. I accept the hostility of the big polluters. I accept the fierce opposition of the giant healthcare corporations. I accept the implacable opposition of the private internet providers because we are going to give you the very fastest full fibre broadband for free. Yes, no surprises there. A 70-year-old who wants more fibre. And what a long list of adversaries. Is Corbyn trying to run an election campaign or present a 90s current affairs show? Today, the dodgy landlords, the big polluters, the giant healthcare corporations, the bad bosses paying poverty pay. Yes, all he was missing there was dodgy plumbers. This weekend is Sydney's annual Mardi Gras Parade, a celebration of pride for the entire diverse LGBTQI community. Over the past few years, the event itself has become even more inclusive, expanding to embrace the LGBTQIGC community, with the GC standing for Giant Corporations. One giant corporation really thrilled to get more involved this year was ANZ. Last week, they released a controversial ad called Love Speech, aiming to promote the idea that words do hurt. Explaining that home... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Phobic slurs are still posted online more than 43 times per minute. To help combat this shocking stat, ANZ went ahead and released an ad full of homophobic slurs. Unlike ANZ, we'd like to warn you that you're about to hear offensive slurs. So tell me what your name is. My name is... My name is... My name is... My name is Faggot. Dyke. Lezo. Faggot. Faggot. Faggot was my whole childhood. Happy Mardi Gras! (laughs) The bank also developed a Chrome extension called the Hurt Blocker, which finds and replaces slurs online with celebratory emojis such as rainbows and unicorns, effectively ending homophobia once and for all. Good work, bank. This idea has been criticised as angry face emoji, poop emoji, another poop emoji, devil emoji... Thumbs down emoji. The Hurt Blocker extension doesn't work on video, meaning that after installation, you can still be confronted with homophobic slurs. For example, like in a horrible ad I saw from ANZ. There are all these homophobic slurs. I couldn't block them. There was a lot of backlash online, with many people finding the campaign upsetting and confusing. This forced ANZ to release a follow-up ad. Let's have a listen to it now. Hi. I want to let you know that here at ANZ, we have listened to all your feedback. We've received thousands of tweets and social media posts telling us that we missed the mark. And we hear you. We hear that everyone online has been discussing our ad and that we received a large amount of media attention, giving us high numbers of engagement and free advertising, making this all completely worth it for us. We've upset a lot of LGBTQI people, and so we now want to say sorry. Sorry to everyone else in the queer community that isn't on Twitter and missed us calling you triggering insults. That's why we are doubling down, I mean, extending our service to reach the rest of you. From tomorrow, you will be able to visit any one of our many branches around Australia and be called a slur face-to-face by one of our friendly customer consultants. If you can't make it to a branch, simply visit one of our many gay TMs converted for this new campaign. With each transaction, the machine will call you an appropriate slur. I see you want to change your pin. Have you tried changing your life instead, you filthy? Your card has been swallowed. Just like you d- Mardi Gras you d- and 
And keep an eye out for our float at Mardi Gras this weekend. On it will be straight men in suits stuffing their pockets with profits made by making empty gestures to the community. Additionally, as the float passes by, the men will shout slurs at marginalised people on the sidelines. After Mardi Gras, we hope to continue to do better. And by do better, we mean come up with new ways to distract everyone from all our other corporate issues. Like the fact bushfire survivors have joined an environmental group in a claim against us, accusing ANZ of financing the climate crisis because we are one of the largest investors in fossil fuel projects in the country. But here at ANZ, we believe in equality. And nothing is more equal to us than the entire planet becoming unlivable for all humans, gay or straight. Words hurt, but not as much as the end of the world. Hello everyone, welcome to Newsfighters. It's the 13th of March 2020, for anyone listening from future civilizations that are better and smarter than ours. If you're wondering uh, why it feels like it's it's dark days ahead, well, uh, yesterday the coronavirus was declared a worldwide pandemic. There was a global stock market crash. But don't worry, over on Aussie Breakfast TV, everything seems to be absolutely fine. Guess who's made an appearance on the US version of The Masked Singer? Just when you thought chocolate fudge cake could not get any better. The only TikTok I know is the old iced biscuits. That is a cat that is up to no good. The catch cow has $30,000 to give away when we call our lucky winner. Mm, thanks, Aussie media. Never change. No, no. Breakfast TV uh, has been uh, tackling the coronavirus and wheeling out there. They're big expert. Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce, who brought his enlightened perspective to the global pandemic on sunrise. Look, it's tragic. We've had over 3,000 deaths globally, but you need about 30 to 40 times that number to equate to the deaths from snakebite. Yet people are not going down the shops, running the place out of shotgun shells, compression bandages and anti-venine. People are still walking through the long grass. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, the biggest tragedy of the looming recession is Barnaby will probably still keep his job on sunrise. So, of course, it turns out the way to get Aussie breakfast television actually alarmed about the coronavirus is to factor in a Hollywood A-lister. Tom Hanks in lockdown. Tom Hanks and his wife infected with COVID-19 and in quarantine on the Gold Coast. Uh, well, you know what they say if you go out on the Gold Coast. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, it turns out Tom Hanks has actually been a busy little bee while he's been here in Australia. Uh, here's Sunrise reporting about his social activities two weeks ago. What's Tom Hanks been up to? Well, of course, he's on the Gold Coast shooting the Baz Luhrmann Elvis Presley biopic. He plays Colonel Tom Parker, and he obliged fans who wanted to take some selfies. So he is making the rounds. And as long, you know, if you spot Tom out and about, the key is just to be respectful of his privacy. He's such a good sport. Let him come to you. No, Tom Hanks, stay away. No selfies, please. No selfies. Yes, Tom Hanks's prolific... Selfieing even led the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk to announce this drastic health measure. Of course, people who have come in close contact uh, with Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson will now need to self-isolate and quarantine. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Wilson the volleyball and Zoltar the fortune-telling machine. 14 days isolation in the wooden crate. 
Labor leader Anthony Albanese really wasn't that fussed about Hanks' diagnosis. Uh, Tom Hanks and his wife have tested positive to coronavirus. Um, how worried are you about public figures getting infected and then obviously passing it on through their daily lives? Well, I'm worried about every person, uh, whether uh, no one's famous or not famous when it comes to a virus. Yeah, they're not famous. I think Albanese's uh, quite in touch with that demographic. Okay, on to the government's big coronavirus economic stimulus package this week, and Prime Minister Scott Morrison made sure the first thing he had ready to roll out was a three-word slogan. To build a bridge to the other side, to get them on this bridge. There is a bridge over this. To get on this bridge. Can effectively build a bridge. Yeah, build a bridge. Scott Morrison's messaging aimed at 90s teenagers. Oh my God, Australia, just build a bridge and get over it. Won't you just get over the coronavirus? Just build a bridge already. Oh my God. Of course, one of the biggest elements of the second round of stimulus this week was this. For at least six months, the Job Seeker Allowance will double to $1,100 a fortnight. The Job Seeker Allowance, formerly known as New Start, is being doubled. Yes, Scott Morrison doubled New Start. And I'll tell you who would absolutely hate seeing Scott Morrison double New Start. And that's Scott Morrison from last year. Well, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has emphatically ruled out increasing the rate of New Start. What do you think the quiet Australians think about an increase to New Start? They believe the best form of welfare is a job and they believe that our welfare system should work as much for taxpayers as it does for those who benefit from it. I will not engage in the unfunded empathy of the Labor Party, Mr Speaker. Boy, Scott Morrison would sure hate Scott Morrison right now. Meanwhile, on the home front, I mean the literally stay-at-home front, Scott Morrison has received a lot of flack for his confusing mixed messaging. On Tuesday night, he said this. Stay at home unless it's absolutely necessary that you go out. But then, in the exact same press conference, he said this. But it is important for people to go to the shop. It is important to go to the shopping centre. It is important that they get access to these normal services. It's important for them because they need it. It's also important for our economy that it continues to operate and function as much as possible. OK, wait, what? Stay at home, but keep your businesses open. Why? What? Oh, wait, I know. See, what we're doing is keeping as many businesses as we possibly can open. Okay, why are you keeping non-essential businesses open if you want us all to... Stay at home. Scott Morrison was challenged about this by a journalist on Wednesday and said this. Well, you're suggesting I should close down businesses where there's no medical advice that they should. I don't understand why we would cause that harm to a business and all their workers and their livelihoods for the sake of some sort of message convenience. But you just shut down every gym, pub, bar, club, house inspection and restaurant in the country. What's left? Where are we meant to go now? People can still go to car yards. Yeah, come on, kids. Let's do what the Prime Minister says and go hang out down at the car yard. But Dad, we hung out at the car yard yesterday. Shut up, son. If the Prime Minister says we can go hang out at the car yard, we're going to go hang out at the car yard. And yes, on to the biggest story of the last couple of weeks that's overtaken the pandemic and the recession, and that's the horrible and tragic police execution in America of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protests that have erupted around the world, including here in Australia. Our Prime Minister Scott Morrison spoke out in support of Australian protests against police brutality and Aboriginal deaths in custody. I think the anxieties and frustrations that they're feeling, it's a free country. People will make their protests and make their voices heard. Ha, no, who am I kidding? Of course, that was him supporting the right of anti-5G, anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorists to protest during a pandemic. Here he is addressing the anti-racism protesters. And I say to them, don't go. So this isn't about 
issues regarding people's ability to express themselves and engage in protest activity. We all respect that. Yes, and despite the government's advice, huge Black Lives Matter protests went on all around Australia on the weekend. Unfortunately, the New South Wales police didn't respect the protesters. Well, to breaking news on that protest action in the city tonight, crowds are scuffling with police at Central Station. It appears several protesters have been hit with capsicum spray. Look, and fair enough of the New South Wales police to lash out like that. I mean, they're, they're probably very bored as they haven't been able to find anyone for eating a kebab in public for a while or, or strip search any teenagers at music festivals. They, they just had to let off some steam in the form of capsicum spray in people's eyes. Over in the US, the protests have been a lot more out of control with widespread uh, fires, looting and police brutality, shocking even our daggy dad PM, Scott Morrison. What about what's going on in the US at the moment? What do you think when you look at those images coming in? Well, Jen and I are watching those images on the weekend together and actually our kids were with us at the time just over breakfast and um, they were terribly disturbing. But, you know, there's been, you know, there's there's not always rubbish on social media. I saw a good meme on the weekend, Martin Luther King, you know, didn't change anything by burning anything down and looting any shops. Oh, great. So ScoMo's getting his race relations advice from memes on Facebook now. Hey, ScoMo, here's a funny Facebook meme doing the rounds you might have seen. It's the distracted boyfriend meme, but it's the voters of Australia looking longingly at Jacinta Ardern instead of you. Have you seen that one? Okay, look, reciting visual memes on an audio podcast doesn't work. What's an audio meme I could play you? Oh, here you go, ScoMo. Here's one you might enjoy. Uh, it's uh, you being yelled at by Cabago residents after the bushfires. Uh, couple up with the Kerber enthusiasm theme. Nah, you're an idiot, mate. You really are. You're never getting any votes down here, buddy. No, I'm pissed off. You're not welcome, you fuckwit. Yes, there we have it. The best of the first 50 episodes of News Fighters. Wow. What a lot of work. I don't know about you, but next time I get laid off from my dream job, I might just uh, go on a holiday or buy a sports car instead of starting a uh, labor-intensive podcast. Okay, a big thank you to everyone who contributed material that was featured uh, in this Best Of. Uh, Our guest hosts, Mark Humphreys and Michael Chamberlain, and our writers who contributed, Beck Shaw, Rodney Todd, Alex Godwin, Jasmine Rule, Raf Stevens, and Matt Finley, and all the other people who helped out on our various pilots and episodes over the past two years. Uh, Dan Illick, couldn't have done it without you, Dan. Stefan Pazur, Dr. Q. Beck Melrose, Chris Taylor from The Chaser, Greta Lee Jackson, Josh Zepps, Tom Cashman, Dave Bluestein, Lauren Bonner, Jake Stone, and Matt Lane. And of course, a big thanks to all of you for listening. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Subscribe in your podcast feed to get new episodes. Email us, podcast at newsfighters.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, why not buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is Newsfighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.